I had such an unhealthy obsession with Beanie Babies and always purchasing the new ones, Beanie Babies and Pogs. Remember Pogs? I fucking loved Pogs. Everybody's got an opinion. Every Californian and Virginian. It's so hard to tell who to trust and who to ignore. Someone's got to settle the score. Trey and Chelsea will help you choose. Whose views win? Which one is Well, hello, and welcome to Review That Review. We are the podcast that is dedicated to reviewing... Reviews! That's Chelsea Dawn. And that's Trey Gerald. But you can just call us... The Review Queens. That's right. But first, Trey, a month into the new year, month into those resolutions or whatever intentions that we're doing... Do you have something that you need to get off your chest that you just would like to leave here on the floor? Would you like to? Ledge a complaint. Why, yes, I would. Chelsea, I really need to add to the ledger of complaints. You're on an airplane. You're strapped in. Mm -hmm. You're traveling. You could also be in a waiting room at the dentist's office. You're sitting. Sure. You can see there's four other people ahead of you. You grab that little magazine. You flip to the back. Oh, it's a nice crossword. And someone has completed it. <laughs> you think, oh, look, there's two Sudoku puzzles. Oh, this is awesome. Someone has already done it. I hate used puzzles in magazines. Now, I don't know what the solution is. Obviously, if you're on an airplane, they probably, you know, replace the magazines once a month. But it really is a conundrum because for the crossword, for the Sudoku, I'm not going to trace the puzzle and like create it on a piece of paper for myself but i also I wish you would that'd be hilarious but so i don't know what the solution <laughs> is because because you in order to right. do the puzzle you have to do the puzzle but if you do the puzzle right. and it's february 7th Nobody of 2024 the then what is that 24 more days of the month wait 28 yeah mm-hmm. then like you've ruined it for everyone else so then i have to abstain from doing the puzzle because i don't want to be the jerk that does the puzzle but nothing is more maddening than going to do it And someone has already done it. Yeah. God, I hate it. Can I just, can we talk through this problem for me? I hate these used puzzles. I don't know what the solution is, but (laughs) you either don't do it and you are mad or you can't do it because someone has done it and you're mad. I don't even know. I'm just mad. I'm bringing it to the show. I hear you. Listen, I I tend to buy my own Sudoku books. books at the airport and then i always keep one in my bag because it does suck when it's done it's also like a weird reminder that somebody else was just sitting here i don't know know. like like the whole grossness of the airplane and the that they're just like shoveling people in and out you're like oof someone just touched this magazine yeah i hear you it's like there's something very annoying and disappointing about that but the only solution i have is to sort of byo crossword or sudoku it's true because sudoku sudoku i feel like my mother sudoku i I don't know sudoku i don't know guys well well i hear you i had to air it out because it it bothers me i get it i get that i hear you it's been added to the ledger all right thank you all right well 
in all that searching and finding, mm-hmm. should we go searching and finding into some reviews? I think that that's a beautiful segue, and that is exactly what <laughs> we should do. Yes, let's assess that kvetch. But more importantly, Chelsea, would you like to go head to head? Because today is another versus episode where we are pitting both a one-star review and a five-star review against each other in pursuit of finding out the real deal for a professional organizing service in Texas. That's right. For this versus episode, Trey has selected the one star, and I have selected the five star. So to determine who reads first, we got to flip that quarter. All right, Trey, I think it's your turn. You ready? Yes. Flip and call. I'm going to say tails. Okay. It's tails. All right. Okay. I feel like so. Here we go. I feel like I always win. We always have this one star, but I suppose it's meant to be. So shared. We're shared. Today we are collecting data from both ends of the spectrum of online reviews for my home SOS LLC. At the time of this recording, Google has 58 reviews, totaling a 4.6 out of five. Hmm. Thumbtack has 74 reviews, totaling 4.8 out of 5. Yelp has only 5 reviews, totaling 3.4 out of 5. Oh, let me say this part. So when you Google My Home SOS, on the right side, it'll say like, here's a map and and here are the locations and like, here are the reviews. So when you look at that, you can see... That it's 4.6 out of 5. So that last star is right. half green. Right. But when you go to myhomesos.com, at the bottom of every page, it's like <gasps> scrolling like reviews, right? Uh-huh. And all of their they stars are in. 5. Hmm. Hmm. Is that shady or what is that? What do you think of that? So hold on. Yeah. So on their website, they're importing from... Google? Yeah, you can or see little squares are just... at the bottom. It's like little it's like see what our customers say. And it's like a carousel of little like thumbnails of the reviews that, that are That doesn't on. really bother me. Cuz maybe it's just like an imported five-star image. Yeah, if I'm going to make a website, then I'm going to put testimonials and I'm going to put my best foot forward. Like if I'm going to your I won't really even look at reviews for products necessarily from their website. Me either. Because I figure that you're going to obviously talk about your product well. It's very rare that you're going to be like leaving an our product sucks on your own webpage. So I sort of think it's up to the individual to then go to Thumbtack, go to Yelp. I do too. Go to these other sources and resource. So I don't really have a problem with them really highlighting the five stars on their personal website. But I'll tell you, that image is five stars. But when you go to Google, the last star is half green. So mm, I don't know who doctored the stars. A little, a little doctored. A little doctored. Okay. All right. We'll get back to. I it. hear you. I'm taking that out. I think I would care more, Trey, if it was a bigger, uh, like a three star. Yeah. 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 Like if it was the three point four Yelp, and we changed that to five, five I'd be right. like, that's a little shady. That's fair. Right. All right. According to their website at My Home SOS, we are committed to creating the most organized and enjoyable spaces to empower you to be your best self. 
Our vision is to encourage clients and employees to the create meaningful (sighs) memories with those who matter the most. In addition to their home organization, they also offer packing services, concierge home setup, unpacking and setting up after a move, real estate market prep, getting your home staged for a listing, remodel, construction prep, and holiday setup and takedown. So with all that background in mind, guys, let's jump right in and hear that one-star review from Trey. Review that review. All right. So, Queens, today I have the one-star review written by Jim A. And this one actually appears on both Google and Yelp. But I can tell that it was originally posted on Yelp. Interesting. Okay. Okay, here we go. October 25th, 2023 is when this was written. Okay. Okay. Worst experience imaginable. Owner admitted she sent out inexperienced and unprepared employees. And then when I complained, offered not to charge me a cancellation fee. Do not use them. You will regret it. Okay, but that is the updated review. So on September 11th of 2023, so this is like a month before, here is the previous review from Jim A. Here's an email from the owner, My Home SOS, sent me after I provided feedback about the inexperienced and unprepared people she sent to help organize my garage. Parentheses. Okay, so now this is all a quote. Here's This is the email. Okay. Experience and expertise. We apologize for the mix-up with the team assigned to your project. We usually assign teams based on their experience and knowledge in relevant areas. We understand that having inexperienced team members can be frustrating, especially for a project like garage reorganization labeling, and reorganization expertise. It is disheartening to hear that our team did not provide the level of guidance and expertise you were looking for in terms of reorganization and labeling. Efficiency and productivity. We regret that one of our team members spent an excessive amount of time on certain tasks, which did not align with our commitment to efficiency and productivity. When I asked to send experienced people out the next day to redo the job, here's her response. While we cannot provide additional services free of charge, we would like to extend an olive branch as a gesture of goodwill. We are willing to waive the $100 last-minute cancellation fee for the inconvenience you experienced. And of course, we will close out the original invoice only with the service hours that were provided. Here's the team she provided for the job. The team leader was relatively new to the company and had never done a garage reorganization. The quote-unquote team showed up with a stepladder, which was not sufficient to reach the shelves. Dash, dash, 
and then asked if I had a ladder. The team leader expressed concern that she may not be able to move some of the boxes because they were heavy. Dash. Home SOS had pictures of the garage, which showed shelves and boxes. Dash dash. Maybe someone who could handle heavy boxes would have been better. The team had no intention of labeling the boxes until I suggested it, dash dash, and then only agreed because one of the team remembered she had a label maker in her car. One of the team members spent 30 minutes going through a light bulb box, sorting lights. One of the team members was on the phone for part of the time. For this shoddy work product, I was charged 800 And she refused to redo the job without me paying another 800 Okay. Does this make sense? I'm, Do you feel confused? I'm a little bit confused. Me I too. I want to like, clarify everything. So, like, the first review that was written was the one where we quoted the email correct then the updated review october yeah is october this is the worst experience imaginable okay so it's as if like the first review that we wrote maybe we're like giving them an opportunity to fix the situation and then once we realize they're not going to fix the situation then we come back and we write that review in October being like, this company is horrible. Don't use them. Okay. That's what it seems like. Right. All right. I get it. Because they end the review saying like, like I'm not having them come back tomorrow. So right. they're saying they'll cancel that $100 fee. Like right, what? $100 cancellation. Yeah. Which is really does seem like, and I feel like there's a missing piece here for some reason. This is one of those reviews where I'm like, is Jim like very difficult? Like, is there something missing? Because it just seems like... If I'm a business, I've sent you the incorrect team, then I own up to the fact that I sent you the incorrect team, that the team wasn't as experienced as we would have liked them to be. And then I offer you essentially nothing because I'm not refunding you the the $800 that you already spent. I'm just saying, I'll let you out of this without without you incurring additional fees. I'll let you out of this. But I just paid you $800 for a shoddy job. That's correct. It does. Yes. I think the pieces, when you add them together, that's right. Exactly what you're saying. I understand that an error was made. So we will not hold up the contract where you have to pay me for tomorrow. And in good faith, I won't charge you this last minute cancellation fee. Right. And we'll close out the invoice, meaning we'll charge you $800. Right. For the work that you're unhappy with. Right. And just so you know, I could be charging you $100 for canceling in the middle of the job. So this but is they're canceling so nice in the middle me. of the job because you did a bad job and you, you had people come that were inexperienced. Right. I mean, the label comment about like oh how my gosh. they had to tell them to, to label and then the person was kind of like, good idea. I have a label maker in the car. Like, what? I know. But it okay, just but- seems weird. It does, like, I hear you, like, there. I feel like maybe there is something missing. And my first indication is sort of, here's an email, but it's, like, strategically copy-pasted. It isn't, like, right. date, subject, hi, Jim, I'm so... Like, it's right. just these points. So I'm like, Bits. okay, what are you excluding right. is my right. big question. 
So I'm wondering if Jim is cherry picking the things that build his case stronger. But it's interesting to me because if you were supposed to do two days on the job and they're unhappy and they don't want you to come back, that is technically canceling last minute. Or is it not canceling because you're in the middle of the services? Is a cancellation basically like canceling the day before the first day? I think like just by the books, it's canceling Canceling. because like you committed to two days. Right. They're blocking off their calendar to come and work. Right. Right. So that for sure. But like, I just think any business has to have something built in for like an unhappy customer, especially if you're then owning up to saying, yeah, I I did send people people. that were more inexperienced like it's one thing if you're like i'm so sorry you think our people are unexperienced they're not they've Correct. been trained and they've been this and i don't know what you're talking about with the labels but clearly she had it in her car because she was planning to do it you know what i mean like if they were being defensive of their employees Correct. i guess i would almost be like okay maybe this is just a karen or, or ken right you know? they but- reveal their hand a little bit Right. Like, so it's like because you're revealing your hand, like the hundred dollars is like that's not even an offering. That's, that's what I'm like thinking too. Obvious. Right. It's not this is not a last minute cancellation fee. This right. is an unhappy you didn't provide the services you guarantee you offer. Like what? Like, why wouldn't you just be like, I totally hear you. I'm so sorry. Like, we'll give you a right. $200 discount off the services and we'll send you a very experienced team for tomorrow. And we're going to work extra hard to get everything done. You're going to have the same project done. We're just going to, we're going to send you an extra two people, whatever it is, like to make up right. for yesterday. Like, something and that, like is like at the end of the day, you're going to get what it is that you, you came for. Right. You hired me for. Right. And that's the last sentence of this review is she refused to even redo the job without me paying another day rate, which seems insane. Yeah, totally. I'm feeling very persuaded. I'm I'm feeling persuaded, but I'm also feeling confused. And I think it's like a little bit because of the order of the reviews and the way that it was written and then in the way that like jim when jim was talking about their grievances Mm -hmm. was that just them talking about their grievances or was that what they had written in the email that's a great point of confusion because right when you read the review they say she these this is the team she provided for the job so i don't think that would have been in the email obviously but but in the response from the email it's like for the spend an excessive amount of time on certain tasks that's referencing like 30 minutes going through light bulbs so it must have been included in the email somewhere like that's what like that's why i'm like jim just like wrote it differently for us like i think that's why i almost wish if you were gonna paste the email in just just do the email email and it's like this is the email that i wrote them in the entirety like i'm jim this is my experience just give it to me in the order of events because i'm getting confused And I think that there's a point here and there's like a strong one. Like I'm definitely have a sour taste in my mouth towards a company that doesn't want to stand by their work. But Jim didn't really do the best job of outlining that information. And I would say also, I think your point here, my home SOS sort of acknowledging, yes, you're right. They were inexperienced sort of is like, okay, well then I believe Jim because you're not calling Jim out as a liar or exaggerator. 
So to me, I, I think- didn't have so much of a problem with the email and them owning up to that because I sometimes think that that can be better than yeah. saying like, no, they are super experienced, right? But I just think that where we really faltered is the follow through of what we did after we what said that. What we do that. now. Exactly. What do we do now? Like, it's fine if you're like, you know what? customer you didn't have a great experience and we're sorry and maybe we didn't we failed you and we apologize that we failed you or that you they said like the right things right they just didn't do anything after the comma they didn't like offer now from here yeah this is yeah right like where do we go from here which is why i think that is the i think maybe the value and the very unique information in reading this review is that if you're unhappy they're not gonna they're gonna smile and say like yes sir whatever it is but they're not gonna do anything spelling grammar is perfect it is it does seem like they spent a little time i do have this character portrait that jim is maybe elderly okay for whatever reason i I get that i get a similar vibe (sighs) yeah and so i think that they're used to constructing paragraphs and punctuation i agree i think that like they are being truthful, but then it's a little bit shady with like the way that they structured it and and excluded things. Something in the storytelling was a little bit shady, but I do think that this is like their truth. I don't think that they just went and lied. Correct. And I think that their email back is validating the truth. Right. I agree. Especially with the reply that's like, do not trust them. Like, don't hire them. This was a terrible experience. Like, it, if it does feel right. only truthful, like they're coming back another time to be like, hey, if you don't want to read that long thing, here is, is four sentences. It was bad. Notes. Exactly. Yes. I just feel like what I'm getting, and this is maybe a fear that I've had when I thought about hiring companies like this, mm-hmm. you really don't know who you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Even if you go with a good company that has high reviews, it doesn't really matter if the team member that is arriving at your house is not the best team member or is a new team member. And that's like pretty impactful and I think might be common, not just with SOS, but also with other organization companies. When you get to a certain point, and you're a certain size, and it's not just Sally and Sally's cousin and Sally's niece doing the job, all of a sudden we've expanded. I think that this could happen to somebody else. But that is an interesting scenario because any business that gets larger, you have to train the same level of excellence in any any industry in the world, right? Any industry, of course, yes. But I do also have a little bit of a bias that if I'm going to get an organizer, I want it to be the person, not like someone from their company. Does that make sense? Like I would trust an individual more so than like an LLC. But that's my personal bias. I don't want to really put that right. in here. But right, it's right, not right. humorous. It's not really entertaining. It's just no. like troubling. Troubling, yes. I think I'm ready to crown. Yeah, let's crown Jimmy. Come on, Jim. Let's see how you do. Come on, Jimmy. Come on, Jim. Jimmy A. Let's let's organize this mess. Wait, that's really funny. This is about... This is a mess of a review. Yes, it's organized really poorly. Okay, whatever. Yeah, you're Uh, a little bit nasty, Jim, but we'll still still, uh, crown you. Well, Jim still needs the help being organized because my home SOS did not help fix the issues. Okay. So Chelsea and I each have our own set of zero to five crown cards. And in an effort to be fair and not influence one another, we will simultaneously reveal our ratings. The queens are tabulating. Total score, 
Oh, interesting. Okay, so I'm holding up three crowns and Trey's holding up four and a half, which is a little bit surprising for me, but we'll get to that in a second. I went with three crowns just because of the organization of it all. I feel like there's a message here. I just wish it could have been delivered a little a little stronger, especially because it did seem like there was evidence. But mm-hmm. like we said, it just wasn't organized in the right way. And I don't know that every person is going to really stop and read this review and take the time to analyze it the way that we did. I think it might get lost in the weeds just because of how much is there when there was a real point to be had here. So for that reason, I could only go with three crowns for Jim, but I do think that there is an impact. Um, I'm definitely thinking I want to triple quadruple check what team I'm getting if I'm using this service. So that's where the three crowns are coming from, but you went for it. You went for four and a half crowns. So let us know why you crowned Jim A so high. Well, I just think that there's there are enough question marks that it's obviously not a review queen, but I think it's really mm-hmm. high because they highlight the deficiency in providing the service that is being sold. And sure. I think the impact of that is just super high for me. Not to bury the lead here, but on the after show, we'll do the five star. And for the common fluke, which is sort of challenging to determine in this review alone. Mm -hmm. There are far more five stars. There are very little one stars. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is a fluke or, or maybe you could sort of request more experienced people up for, I don't know. It's impactful enough. And the whole idea of like not having the idea to label when one of the like things that you do as a company is labeling (laughs) Is like really bewildering to me. So I said four and a half because I think it's pretty strong. Okay. Oh, there's a reply. I'm curious. What What are you anticipating in the reply? I'm just curious. I what I'm hoping that I'm going to get from this reply is a little bit of those elements that I thought were missing from the narrative. All right. So here we go. This is response from the owner, and it was the same time that the review was written. The second review or the first review? The first review. So okay. I can I can only see the reply on Google. I don't see the reply okay. on Yelp, on which Yelp. is interesting. Okay. Response from the owner. Dear Mr. A, we appreciate your feedback. We take pride in the service that we provide to each one of our clients, and customer satisfaction is top of mind. Our team is carefully trained in the organization, capitalized O, process, to ensure client satisfaction and their ability to complete the work. Unfortunately, it seems like your budget and expectations did not align. Hmm. We completed the work that we were paid to do. And unfortunately, since only half of the total estimated time was paid for, we were unable to provide the finished product. We wish you the best in your future endeavors. Capital O organization. Yes. I'm <laughs> I don't confused. Know. I don't know who I'm believing now. I, I'm I just know. like a little bit confused with this reply versus the email because now it seems like we're saying you had a low budget, so you mm-hmm. got a low tier organizer. If you pay oh. $1,600 for the day, well, then maybe the owner's going to come. But if you want to pay $800, then you're going to get a younger newer greener team Interesting. Mm-hmm. that makes so sense i'm hearing to me. like an excuse that i didn't hear before which is like the budget now we're also saying we did the job 
where we didn't say that before, unless we did say that before. And it was cut And off. Jim omitted that, which is possible. I don't know that I feel like I have all the answers. It's still confusing to me because I love the tier that you're picking up on, on the actual organizer you're going to get. What it, it sounded right. like to me was sort of like a shady dig at like your budget versus your expectation didn't align. Right. And the job wasn't completed because you stopped it in the middle. So of course you were unhappy, which feels right. to me like a slick way to not take responsibility for the not having a proper ladder and not knowing to organize right. with a labeler and like spending too much time doing Organizing like menial labels. things. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know how I feel yeah. after this reply. It doesn't make me feel taken care of. Like, we wish you the best in your future endeavors feels a little angry to me. Like it feels a, a little, little like, like uncomfortable. Yeah, it feels that way. Yeah, I agree. I think that what I'm getting from like the email and then also this reply is that like we're really trying to stick the landing. Yeah, but we're just not really sticking the landing. Yeah, I know. Do you want to crown this? Yeah, I can. I can crown it. All right, let's crown it. The queens are tabulating. Total score. Okay, I went with two and a half crowns, and Trey went with two. Trey, you go first. I just said two because it doesn't feel like a computer-generated AI empty response. But I don't feel like you won the narrative back. I also... It doesn't feel like they really addressed the points in the original review. They just sort of said, like, they spun it around back on the customer. Which, like, maybe that is fair. I mean, if, like, if you're working in this construct of estimated time to complete projects and, like, the person cut it off, it's like, it is like a tricky scenario. So, two, because I don't know, but I think there might be a big impact for me. Like, it, it doesn't feel like a caring response. Kind of feels mm. like, I don't know. I don't know. Why, why did you say two and a half? Why'd you do half more? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I don't really know either. I just think that there's a little bit of more information here for me to go in if I was mm -hmm. going to use this service and like really get the lay of the land. Like, I know this is a two day job, but like, what happens if I'm very unhappy on the first date? How qualified are these people? Like, maybe I'm going to ask a lot of questions, including things that came up in this reply yeah. before I book. I, I still feel a little bit confused and I have a lot of questions that I'd want to ask. And I do think I bet that my home SOS learned a lot from this experience and it might be articulated in communication when you're being hired. Like, right. there's like some structure that's going to be in place. <gasps> there's a reply. Another reply? This is from Jim. Okay. And this yeah. is also very weird, Chelsea, because this shows up at the end of the original review on okay. Google. But this okay. paragraph does not show up on Yelp. Okay. So this is after that sentence that says, you know, I was charged 800 and she refused to redo the job without me paying another 800. There's a right. enter. And then this here. Updated, updated. Dash, dash, dash. Please look at the email I've included from the owner and match it with the business's response to my review. She admits she sent the wrong team and that they were not prepared or experienced and then blathers on about budget and expectations. I expect to pay for good service, not for the service this business provided. I mean, yeah. 
I like I I like I think I hear that and I think that's what we were saying. Like right. it is a little bit confusing in the context of the email, unless again, Jim didn't include some of the email, which was sort of the fault in the way that they formatted everything. But it does feel like in on the one hand, you're like, so sorry, we didn't meet expectations and we didn't have the right team. And on the other, you're talking about budget. And it does feel a little bit like you're trying to find an excuse. I know. So mm, doesn't really sit well, Trey. I don't know. But we do <gasps> There's a reply. Oh my goodness. Okay, not go. to like not to get more into the trenches. This is a show first. It's not really a reply. But because okay. this is so fucking confusing, Jim's wife, Ellen, also Stop. leaves a review on September eleventh. So I'm just gonna Ellen. read this. We're not going to really, we're not going to rate or crown or do anything. I just, maybe this will highlight some of the questions we have from Jim. Okay. From Jim's review. Yes. So the same day of the original review from Jim, this is Ellen's review. This appears on Google and it appears on Yelp as well. Okay. We had them out to do a garage reorganization and it turned out to be a very disappointing experience. The team of young women they sent out had no idea what they were doing. The team leader told us immediately she had never done a garage reorganization. They didn't come with the proper equipment, ladder, labeling material, or a sense of how to organize a garage space. Dash, items used often as opposed to those items not often used. They expressed that they may not be able to move boxes on shelves due to the weight of the boxes, dash, dash, which is certainly understandable. However, it seems if you're doing a garage reorganization, you may want to send out someone who can handle heavier items. After the first day, we decided we were unhappy with their work. So we contacted the owner and told her we'd like her to send someone who knew what they were doing without charging us for a second day, since she's the one who sent an inexperienced, unprepared crew the first day. She offered to send out a supervisor to review what was done the first day, but expected us to pay another $800. But she said she would waive the late cancellation fee of $100. That was it. Dash, dash. No, we'll make it good so you're happy. Just, hey, we won't charge you a late fee for canceling the second day of work. They didn't do the job we paid them to do. And they didn't make good on their satisfaction guaranteed, in quotes, really disappointed in this business. All right. So there's a little more info there, right? So they were saying they want... I mean, the only thing I think is weird is that they're like, we'll send out a supervisor. Like, what? To make sure that you're not lying? lying? And then we'll still charge you $800. Like, it just... It, yeah, this really does not bode well for... It seems SOS. to me, if you're going to send a supervisor, that's on company time. That's not on... That's, I'm not footing that bill. There's a discrepancy in the quality of work. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I guess, like, the only point I can see here is if, like, this is a $1,600 job. Yes. And I call you after the first day, and I'm like, it wasn't done correctly. And you're like, okay, we'll send as someone who's experienced tomorrow to come, and the job, the $1,600 job will be done by right. tomorrow, which is the deadline. <sighs> which is right. That's the only little caveat. Like, I can almost understand not wanting to send a whole new team out for free for the next day and like i don't know it makes me like if they were there for a full day like should you have called before like when she forgot the ladder or like when things were happening to just be like hold on the work for a second and called the company and been like 
this is not going well. It's like when you're at a restaurant and like you eat the whole yeah. plate of food and then you're like, this is terrible. This right? is terrible. Like, right. I agree. I, I want my money back. And that I want stands a new out, dish. That does stand out more in Ellen's take of the story. Right. The painting is not finished. Right. But if you give me tomorrow to finish it, then it will be finished. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So that's the only thing I'm gaining from this, which is like maybe in defense of SOS. But sometimes when you're organizing, things look way worse. Absolutely. Before they look better. Everything is so shown about on the floor first. Yes. <sighs> yes. Interesting. Now, I, do, I am making up that it's husband and wife. It, it could be, who knows? They have the same last name. So they're, I'm assuming, Father, they're family daughter. members. You're right. It could be. But what's right. your take on them both writing reviews? On the same day. I mean, it just sounds almost like a typical, like, I'm going to write a review and you write a review. And because this is ridiculous. They had a 4.8, you know, stars. And I thought that it was going to be good. And it's our duty to write this review. I mean, it's funny to me because I'm wondering who wrote the review first. Did they write them at the same time? Because I could see... Are they two different laptops next to each other? (laughs) Or I could even see myself being like, David, it wasn't eloquently said. I have to write it now better. Yes! (laughs) I thought that for a second, too, because I was thinking Ellen's review was so much easier to follow. Yes. It's almost like, did Jim write the, the first review? And then Ellen was like, Jim, that's confusing. And then Jim was like, I'm not taking it down. Write your own. You know, I don't know. It is well, sort of amusing. I am very curious to hear the other side of this. But should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. It's game time. One in three women will be assaulted in their lifetime, and Birdie is actively creating a world where women's safety is a given. Birdie has upped the concept behind Keychain Mace, which involves proximity with your danger source, and has created Keychain Alarm Sirens. When activated, Birdie both strobes with light and admits a 130 decibel siren comparable to a jet engine flying 100 feet above you. Birdie is compact, super cute with bold colors, and with every alarm purchased, Birdie gives a percentage of profits to partner organizations that passionately support women's safety, shelter, and health. Birdie is sold exclusively at cheesebirdie.com. And when you use our coupon code REVIEWQUEEN at checkout, you will save 20% off the purchase price. The coupon code REVIEWQUEEN at cheesebirdie.com. That's right. It is game time and it's a versus episode, which means that I have made a custom game for Trey and our listeners. This Mm -hmm. game is called Beanie Babies Hall. Okay. I'm going to give you the name of a Beanie Baby Mm -hmm. from the 90s. And you're going to tell me if it's an oh baby, meaning it's on the Lux.com list of the 20 most valuable Beanie Babies ever. Wow. Or is it on sale on Poshmark for about the price of a large bag of beans? So you're going to say bag of beans or oh baby. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. And this this is just about things we hold on to that maybe we should let go of, like beanie babies that we thought were going to be an investment towards our college education, but turned out to just collect dust in the corner of a room somewhere. <sighs> we really did Not think speaking that. from personal experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? All right. <laughs> 
Okay, your first beanie baby is Puffer the Penguin. I think I can see Puffer in my mind. So I'm going to say, oh, baby. It's a bag of beans. Puffer is from 1997 and currently is on sale on Poshmark for $6. Oh, my God. All right, Trey. The second beanie baby (sighs) is... Claude the Crab. I mean, I remember Claude too. I don't know what would make him remarkable. I better say, oh, baby. Oh, baby is right. According to Lux, Claude the Crab has sold recently for $9,000. What the fuck? So check your collections, listeners. If you have a Claude the Cloud, you are if you have Claude a Claude the, Claude. the Crab, <laughs> if you have a Claude the Crab, you might want to cash in on that deal. Isn't that crazy? But why not the penguin? I don't know. That's what's so crazy about it, is we just don't know what about these is gonna make them Remarkable. so valuable. Okay. All right. I, I don't know why. It's a favorite amongst TY collectors. All right. The next beanie baby is mm-hmm. Iggy Iguana. Well, it's interesting to me because I think a pelican is cute, but that had depreciating return. And then a crab is not cute and that had appreciating. So an iguana, they're really scary in real life. I'm going to say it's a bag of beans. <laughs> So sorry to tell you, Trey. No, this is not a bag of beans. This is an oh baby worth fifteen thousand dollars. What the fuck? Fifteen thousand dollars. Oh my god! That's now the problem is that Iggy the iguana is sometimes mistaken for Rainbow the chameleon, but Iggy has spikes along their back while Rainbow the chameleon doesn't. (laughs) So maybe that's why they're so valuable. But thank you for that clarification. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. All right. Moving no. along. Okay. Lucy the Goose. I think a goose is probably worth thousands of dollars. I'm going to say, oh, baby. <laughs> so sorry, Trey. Loose what? the Goose is a bag of beans. $6 on Poshmark. What? I mean... I don't really know the rhyme or reason. Yeah, what is the- just, just doesn't do it, apparently, the way some of these oh others do. God. All right, moving, uh, moving along. Oh, dear. Brownie the bear. I also remember this one. I'm absolutely, definitively certain this is an O baby. Oh, thank God. <laughs> This is an O baby. Well, Trey, I love that you are so definitive and that you are right. Do you have any guesses for how much Brownie the Bear is worth or has sold for, according to Lux Digital? I think it's probably 19500 Trey, Price is Right rules say that you won $20,000 for Brownie the Bear. And apparently that's because Brownie was one of the nine original Original. Beanie Babies ever released. Jeez. I really got to check my collection, guys, because I feel like I got some of these. All right. right? Good job, Trey. So is that two right, three wrong? That's right. 
All right, moving on. Valentino Bear. I have no concept of this, so I'm just going to say bag of beans. Oh, you tricked me. I know. Okay, so Valentino Valentino Bear. It won over the T.Y. Beanie Baby Collectors when they were released in 1995. (laughs) It's a white bear with a red heart patch and a matching red ribbon around its neck. Oh. It's one of the most valuables. It's romantic Beanie Baby, and it was (gasps) retired in 1999. And so it's now one of the most valuable that you can buy. It's rare. And original Valentino Bears have sold for an astonishing price of over (laughs) $42,000. This is so stupid. Right? All right, moving on. Jolly the Walrus. I remember the Walrus as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's an O-Baby. It is an O-Baby. Jolly the Walrus wasn't released until 97, but they're now one of the most expensive T.Y. Beanie Babies you can buy. Original edition Jollies were available for just one year before retiring in 98. Full whiskers, tiny beaded eyes, a grayish brownish body. It might seem simple, but this rare Beanie Baby is worth up to... Like 23? $75,000. That's so stupid. Because it was only around for a year. That's why there's a limited I guess so. Yeah. I kind of look through my Beanie Babies when I go home, guys. All right. Here we go. Derby the horse. I don't know what any of this... Like, there's no way to know. So I'm just going to say it's a bag of beans. That's right. Derby is a bag of beans. In fact, Derby was listed on Poshmark for $20, but then was slashed (laughs) down to eight because nobody was purchasing it. So it's original from 1995. Sorry to Derby, but no. Bag of beans. Moving on. Strut the rooster. Oh, dear. This is a no baby. Man. So sorry, but Strut is a bag of beans. Although Strut looks very fabulous. So I sort of wish that Strut weren't because he's his fur is like tie-dyed with like red and yellow. And mm. he's really cute. I feel bad for Strut, but he's only worth eight bucks. All right. It's a good name. Moving right. Moving on. Batty the bat. Once again, it feels like there's a little bit of a trend of these like weird animals that are not cuddly that do very well for Beanie Babies. So I am going to say it's a no baby. Love that deductive reasoning, Trey. You're absolutely right. This is an O-Baby. Ty introduced Batty Beanie Baby in 1997 in October, and he was immediately Mm. distinguishable because he had Velcro strips sewn onto his wings. You could Velcro them together. Mm. Today, he remains the only Beanie Baby sold this way. Wow. Retired versions of Batty had tag errors. Lucky collectors with these rare Batty Beanie Babies may have something worth as much as as this is going to be like eighty nine thousand one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars kids check what's the error they don't say what it is okay all right here we go stinky the skunk 
All right, I'm feeling a lot of pressure because I'm tied. I also feel like, once again, a skunk is like not an appealing animal. But I think I remember mm-hmm. like the black and white fur on its tail. And who, but is a skunk, I don't know. I want to say it's a no baby, but I'm wondering if you're trying to trick me, which I know you probably are. I'm just going to say we haven't had a lot of bag of beans lately. I'm going to say, oh, I'm really torn. I'm just going to say it's a bag of beans. <laughs> Really? You're right, Trey. It is a bag of weans. It, it is a bag of weans. Weans. <laughs> it is a bag of beans. And you Why? have just taken the lead, my friend, as we go into our last beanie baby. Are you ready? Yeah, but wait, how much was skunky? Oh, sorry. Stinky. Skunky. Yes, I just really didn't say. Stinky the skunk is currently selling on Poshmark for $6 or about the price of three pound bag of beans. God, that's less okay. than the horse. I know. Sad. Right. Sad for good old Stinky. But I definitely remember having Stinky, stinky. So it's too. not like yeah. surprising because I'm like, ugh, I feel like everybody probably had Stinky, right? But you described him perfectly. He has that like black I and white remember. tail. Yeah. He was cute. All right. The last beanie baby. Okay. Bubbles the fish. I can't picture this. Is Bubbles, like, not asking for you to actually answer, but is it, like, tie-dye, like, multi-rainbow colors or something? Bubbles. Now, did you save this for last because it's the most valuable? Pop-pop-pop-poker face, pop-pop-poker face. That's all I'm getting, listeners. I have no (laughs) recollection of Bubbles. Like, I do not, unless I'm remembering something. (sighs) I'm just going to swing big here. And I think the whole point of this game is highlighting how valuable this bullshit is that from our childhood. So I think you might want to end with an O baby. But I think this is probably a bag of beans. So Bubbles the fish, I'm just gonna... Fuck, what do I do? I'm gonna... Okay, wait. I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna say O baby because if I say bag of beans and I'm right, then I'm gonna be tied. And there's not a deal breaker. So I'm just gonna say... But now you're nodding, so I think it probably is wrong. Maybe this is like a rare bullshit thing for an aquarium that only sold for six months, so I'm going to say it's an O-Baby. Whoa! It is an O-Baby! You just won the game, Trey! So it's a yellow and black striped fish beanie baby that could be worth more than some of the most expensive women's shoes in the world. (laughs) Bubbles the Fish was originally released by TY in 95, retired Mm. in 97. An original 1995 Bubbles the Fish Beanie Baby with tag errors. They did this a lot as a company. Have been listed with prices as high as... 200000 $129,000. Damn. $4,000 more than Batty. Interesting. That was sort of fun. Listeners, do you have any of those high ticket item beanie babies? If you do, go run to your parents' attic, pull them out, dust them off, and get them on eBay because. And read those tags. Mama needs a new pair of shoes. Mama needs a new house. Heard you know what that. I'm saying, Batty? Wow. <laughs> well, that game wasn't a bag of beans. Right? Review that review. All right. We are back from that beaning game break that i found arousing and it's your turn chelsea as you guys know i have the five star review from thumbtack for Mm. sos written by severa h you're not gonna want to miss this we'll 
Golly gee, I can't wait to hear the flip side of that. But I guess if I want to, I got to join Patreon. That's right. But how do I find Patreon? You can find Patreon at reviewthatreview.com slash Patreon. Sorry, I blacked out where? At reviewthatreview.com slash Patreon. And if you don't know how to spell Patreon, it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Oh, like a patron of the arts. That's right. Interesting. Well, we did a queen. That is another round on the R-U-A-R-Q Ferris wheel of Stinky the Skunk. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found that you have a very valuable beanie baby. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend. And if you did not like what you heard, please tell an enemy. Once again, don't forget to join our Patreon so that you can hear us on this week's After Show Pod, where we are both taking a spin on the merry-go-round, as well as rating and reviewing that opposite end of the spectrum review of My Home SOS, which Chelsea is declaring we're not going to want to miss. And I wonder why this was sad. I thought it was good. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. It was! I thought it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know where I got on the great train. I'm making a bean stew and I'm wondering that. Yeah. How did that come up? Hmm. Mm, wonder. Well, I am going to remember. Ignore the haters. You're a queen. Gender non-specific queen. Bye. Bye. Sign up directly on Apple Podcasts to hear our weekly members-only after show. Unlock additional benefits when you become a Patreon member at ReviewThatReview.com slash Patreon. Follow us on all the socials at The Review Queens and join our mailing list at ReviewThatReview.com. Our Kvetch line is open 24-7 at 1-850-REVIEW-0. Don't be a Meshugana. Call the Kvetch line today. I had such an unhealthy obsession with Beanie Babies and always purchasing the new ones, Beanie Babies and Pogs. Remember Pogs? I fucking loved Pogs. Oh Slimers. my God. So fun. I had like a sewing kit, like those plastic organizing container things of like <gasps> sewing thread full of Pogs. Yes. But you put all the Pogs inside the little pockets. Yes. Oh Wait, but God. I have. Yes. I don't think any of that. I don't think any of my kids' stuff exists anymore. Like, I think it all is gone. Like, I don't think I have Beanie Babies hidden away somewhere. I'm pretty sure I do have them hidden away. Really? But they're, like dusty. I think they might be in my bedroom, like above. Nobody's nobody sneak into the house and steal my Batty the Bat somewhere in my room in my closet. I think. But you were just home. You didn't go through and look. It's like t- like I gotta get a I gotta pull out a ladder. Like Not even step stool. Uh- Oh my god. I gotta get a full ladder to get up there and check for baddie. Heard that. Bye, Queens. Bye.